0: This is Doug Nimula and the Minneapolis Hustle, coming at you from the north and the south, the east and the west. Thank you for joining me on the podcast that asks the tough question Why isn't Minneapolis just another cold Omaha? Am I saying that last name correctly? So
1: close. It's really difficult. Goes wish. Goes wish. a bunch of silent letters, I know.
0: First things first, as i like to start all of the interviews with, Yeah. what is your Minneapolis origin story?
1: Ah, great question. So I was actually born in South Dakota, was there just mm. for a year or two, but then my family moved to Minnesota and um, I was raised in Chaska, so not too far from Minneapolis. Um, and then after I graduated from high school, I stuck close in the area and I went down to St. Peter, Minnesota for college. I went to Gustavus. Okay. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was a terrific place. I knew I wanted to stay within Minnesota, um, but it felt like a nice place to go, not too far from the cities. Mm -hmm. Um, so after I graduated from Gustavus, I moved back up to Minneapolis and I actually lived over in the Midway area of St. Paul for a few years. Okay. Um, so I kind of got out of the Minneapolis scene for a tiny little bit, but then jumped back over and lived just over off of Humboldt by like the Isles. Yep. So I was over there for a little bit, um, and then I was like, you know what? I feel like I've seen quite a bit of Minneapolis. I've seen the southern parts with St. Peter. I've seen a little bit of St. Paul. I think I got to try my hand out west, and I actually moved to San Francisco for a few years.
0: I saw that. Yeah. I did some research, Good. just so you know. So I got a couple of things, but yeah, perfect, sweet. So San Francisco, um,
1: yes. Tell and us why so, Minneapolis is
0: more cool than San Francisco. Everyone is dying to know. You
1: know, while San Francisco definitely has some awesome things about it, there is just something lacking that I, I truly did come back to Minneapolis because it just feels like home. Um, yeah. And I was out there for a couple of years, and it was. Wonderful, and there's so many cool attractions and things to do, but ultimately, I just knew that Minneapolis was where I was meant to be. Sweet, so I came on back and I've been back for about two years now. Okay, yeah,
0: fantastic. And so then yeah. we met when you started working at Coco, yes. which is now Fueled Collective, exactly, which is probably going to be a running theme in this podcast. Yeah. A lot of super fun people I've met in the last you know four or five years have all been through that connection, and it's just yeah. super fun and amazing. Um, community that they built there for a while. Yes. Um, but so your was that your first job when you got back here?
1: It was. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's been the same job I've had since I moved back, and it's been awesome to hear of what's shaking in Minneapolis. The coworking scene mm-hmm. is really great for that because you can hear about new ideas, Absolutely. new startups, new concepts that are coming around. So it's been really fun to kind of get acclimated back into the Minneapolis scene through a coworking space. Cool. Yeah.
0: All right. And so then when you're working there as a community manager at the downtown location?
1: You know, I'm actually kind of all over the place now. Okay. So kind of float. Yeah.
0: Cool. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, what you enjoy doing, kind of creativity. You were mentioning before when you were chatting ahead of this, uh, the event you did this weekend with yes. Get Knit.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I saw that on your LinkedIn page when yeah. I was looking a little bit more into nice. into your background. Yes. So, Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I think one thing that I really love in every aspect or role that I do is this the connection with people. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm about 100% extrovert. (laughs) So it's always fun for me to be out and about, to be meeting new people, to be talking to people, um, to make a new connection. So that's something that's kind of always been an underlying theme of every role that I've had, of every position that I've worked in. Um, It's just always been the connection with people. And ultimately, that's what's drawn me back to Minnesota and living in Minneapolis again was the sense of community that I have here. The fact that, you know, I can be out and about and recognize people and be, you know, at a restaurant and look over and know someone at the table next door. And, um, but yet there's always a lot of new faces too. So yeah, I'd say my connection to people is kind of what's always been, um, something I'm passionate about. And something that I'm always working on
0: is expanding my connections with people. It is interesting. I know a lot of folks say Minneapolis is a hard place to get to know people. Yes. Like, after college, when folks move here or move back, you know, kind of the running joke is I made all the friends I need in high school, (laughs) you know, or something, so why would I bother (laughs) talking to them more? yeah, Yeah, what do I
1: need to do that for? Yeah. Right.
0: Totally. So how do you feel that works with your kind of trying to get out there and meet people and do that.
1: Yeah, I've definitely felt that. And I've heard it from others who have moved here. um, Just that it's kind of hard breaking the shell of some Minnesotans because of that reason. They're like, yeah, you know, I I was born here. I went to school here. I'm pretty settled here. I have my my group. But um, I feel like I've just been trying to be intentional of maybe it's just that I've moved away and had to, you know, like had to break into new groups. Mm And so I know what it feels like. So I felt like I've been intentional upon moving back of, I don't know, kind of being more inclusive or reaching out to others. Um, I met a gal at the gym the other day, and she was talking about how she was new to the area. And I was like, come on over. My friends and I do this wine night thing once a week, so I'd love to have you. So just trying to, you know, really foster that sense of community and welcome others in um, because I know – while well, we're also friendly and welcoming in Minnesota, uh-huh. we actually might not really <laughs> go that extra step and actually invite them over. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just have to gotta be intentional, I guess, but with the follow through.
0: Yep. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. So, Chaska. Yes. So, tell me about Girl Home of the up... Hawks. <laughs> Home of the Hawks. All right. I was not aware what their mascot was, but... <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. The yeah. Hawks. All right.
1: Yes. I grew up in Chaska and, well... To be correct, I actually grew up in a smaller town called Victoria. Okay. Um, trying to think of some highlights of Victoria. We have the arboretum. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The U of M landscape yeah, yeah, arboretum yeah, yeah. is in Victoria. Um. There's a really awesome. I've actually
0: been there though. Oh, yeah. nice. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: Where they kind of developed the Honeycrisp and the Pink Lady and like all those big apples. Yeah, I, I think, think Sweet Tango
0: is the new one. Yeah. I'm at the Apple Orchard this weekend. Oh my
1: gosh! Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it's kind of like some of that puts Victoria on the map. Um, but anyways, I grew up there, very small town, didn't have like a stoplight until about third grade
0: wow. downtown. Yeah. So okay. it was fun,
1: but we didn't have a high school, which is why I went to Chaska. Yeah. Um, but now it's really growing. Gosh, I went back a couple months ago and I was like, wow, this is new. Wow. This is new. So it's cool to see it evolve. Yeah. we have a high school, but, um, yeah. So grew up in Chaska, loved it. Um, you're so talking you're... to the 2010 Homecoming Queen. What?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I it was bound to happen eventually. here. No, yeah. I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> yeah. But
1: I loved it. Even in, I mean, I thought Chesco was great. A lot of cool people. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it a lot.
0: Cool. So yeah. what about, so your family, talking to me about your parents, yeah. brothers, sisters.
1: Totally. Um, so my dad still lives in Minnesota, which is great cause I see him all the time. He actually lives just about a mile and a half from where I live and my oh, wow. sister. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister actually has an interesting backstory too. She was kind of the reason why I moved out to San Francisco. She was living in Oakland at the time. She yep. did teacher America and kind of bounced around to a few spots doing that. Um, and then I followed her out there and then a couple years after I got out there, she moved up to Bend, Oregon oh and fantastic
0: yes yeah oh my gosh it's I know so a lot cool. of people i love out there now it's crazy
1: yes it's awesome and then she decided her and her husband decided that they wanted to try another international adventure and they are now living in milan um italy yeah Neat. so I, they've been kind of going all over and my mom is also traveling a lot too and she currently lives in palm springs california So, my family is just all over the map. Oh, my God. Right. (laughs) But it makes for a lot of fun travel destinations.
0: Absolutely. Always have a free place to stay. Exactly.
1: and And a new city to see.
0: Right. Wow.
1: Yeah. So... My immediate family isn't here, I guess, except for my dad. But I still have a lot of, like, cousins and um, grandmas and things like that mm-hmm. that live here. So still a lot of, like, family ties in Minnesota.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what inspired you growing up in Chaska to pursue Ooh. becoming the homecoming queen? Oh, my like, gosh. You know, were you one of those people? Like, my sister was, I don't know if she's a homecoming queen, but she's definitely on the court. Yeah. But she, you know, was, like, National Honor Society, wow. school newspaper. Yeah. You know. Three sport athlete, all that kind of stuff. Totally. What about? Oh gosh, kind I don't of...
1: know if I had an, enough like a lot of those other titles or awards. I wasn't that good at sports. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I played, but I wasn't very good. Right. Um, I think it was again just my chattiness. I felt like I yeah. had a lot of circle friend circles that kind of overlapped, or was friends with a lot of different people and clubs and things. Um. Yeah, I'd say I've just always been kind of a curious person, curious about other people and Mm -hmm. learning about their stories and who they are. Um, So I think that kind of tied into my uh, crowning, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally kidding. That's very, that's very opposite. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just have always loved people and and learning about them and chatting with them. So I think maybe that was kind of what helped to give me that.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's a lot of why I'm doing this. It's yeah. Just because I love talking to people and totally. finding out what makes them tick and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's Yeah. Awesome. All right. So I've also. Um heard that you're an amazing storyteller. Oh, that you gosh. have some very funny stories. So we uh, were chatting about a month ago probably. Yeah. Um, after you helped a friend move. Or I didn't. I just showed up at the end and everybody had gotten it all down, which is yeah. the best way to help Good a timing. friend move. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm gonna put you on the spot. Okay. And I wanna hear your funniest story of just oh whatever random thing comes in your mind right now.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, so a lot of my stories I think when I think back A lot of my really good stories are from, I was a teacher for a long time, so I have a lot of funny stories just from students, from the school scenes, and things like that. Um, But I also have a really funny sister, and so a lot of other stories are just like us goofing around as kids and things that come up. Um, I guess one story that comes to mind is that I had, um, growing up, we had some neighbors that moved in next Mm -hmm. to us in Victoria. Um, And for some reason, my family has always had a string of naming our dogs human names. So we've had Mike as a dog. We've had Abby as a dog. We've had Abby Pat as a dog. Like, we've just had all these human names always. So one year when we were younger, um, growing up, my... You maybe have even heard the story already. But my neighbors, we were all playing outside one time. And my mom was inside and she was... We had Mike, the golden retriever, and he was known yep. for just like running loose, running away. And so she was always yelling at Mike. And so one time we were outside, and my, I remember my mom being like, "Mike, Mike, come inside." And my neighbor kid runs over and I was like, "Oh my gosh, your mom is so mean to your brother." And I was like, "Brother, I don't have a brother. I just have one sister." And she's like, "Your mom's always yelling at Mike to come inside." I was so like, "Mike, Mike, come inside." <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, this whole time we thought we had a younger brother who was there we really me too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's our dog. But, anyways, yeah. so a lot of funny stories with our dogs and just growing up and funny things that they did. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Mike. Mike wow. got us
1: in trouble. Mike. I'm like, oh, girl, we don't have a brother, Mike. Yeah. That's our dog. <laughs>
0: I, you know, it's funny because I'd always thought to myself it would be great to get a dog and name yeah. it like some. I think, yeah, we had this conversation before, but yeah, Steve was yes. the name that I always had in my head. You know, it's just such I a love it. banal, just whatever name, and it's yeah. I think yeah. it just gives me, it just makes me smile every time I to think about that. Yeah. So.
1: Oh gosh.
0: Cool, cool. <laughs> so you're teaching. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your experience. Sure. I know you did the TEFL thing in yeah, Sevilla. Think, yeah, definitely. And, yeah.
1: So I taught ESL for a few years. After I graduated, I knew I wanted to do something international again, so I went abroad and I got my international teaching certificate, the TEFL, mm-hmm. um, and that was awesome. I lived in Spain for, I think it was six months, um, and taught over there for a while, and it just kind of fulfilled my Thirst of needing to go abroad again and meeting more people and kind of seeing new things before I really... Also, it was a nice way to kind of stall because I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but still bettering myself. Um, So I did that for a while. And then when I moved back to Minneapolis, I was like, "Ah, really enjoy this. I might as well keep doing it for a little while. And I ended up working at an English school that was within the St. Thomas University campus. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So they have locations kind of all throughout the U.S., and they're all on university campuses or college campuses. And it's like um, kind of accelerator program to help international students who are trying to gain university acceptance. But yeah. They just might not have the skills for it yet. So I taught there for about four years, um, and it was fantastic. It was just like an awesome way to um, talk to people, to learn about other cultures, but it, I didn't have all of the intense craziness that came along with little ones at school because these were university bound right like college age Mm -hmm. so it was super fun um yeah it was a good experience and that's what I ended up actually doing when I moved to San Francisco for a while they had another location out there so I just got to hop over and kind of teach out there
0: okay for a while too
1: yeah sweet it was awesome
0: cool you know I spent like three days in Sevilla almost exactly a year ago now Uh, so I'm an expert Oh yeah, no, oh yeah. Uh, no, I did like, I got like super cheap tickets to fly to Madrid, and so I just did like a little tapas tour of Spain. So good. It's so much fun. Did and... you
1: have that Agua de Sevilla, that like drink? Oh, I don't think what? so. What was... We'll have to make it sometime. Yeah.
0: What's... It's so good. What is it?
1: I forget all what's in it, but it kind of tastes like an orange dreamsicle. Oh okay. yeah! Is it an
0: adult beverage? Yeah. Curious. Sure right. And they
1: oftentimes serve it like if you're watching like a traditional flamenco show or something uh, in Sevilla. Yeah. What you was can it order called? It and they um agua de Sevilla. Like oh, agua water de agua the water Sevilla. So yeah. Nice. They, yeah, you can order it in like giant pitchers and like woo. After a couple of those, you're really feeling like you can ride up there and do some flamenco. <laughs> I can play guitar. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: But anyways, that's awesome. Yeah. No. I one of the cool things. So I went there and I did this like tour of a um, traditional farm, like a hog farm. Oh, cool. Out there where they make the um, uh, the jamon. Why mm-hmm. can't I remember what it's called right now? Jamon serrano. Yeah. Yep, all the like super, and you can't, the stuff that you can't even buy back in the States because of the way they make it and whatnot. So, yeah, it was super awesome. But I met up, so I had a tour guide for that. And so he and I were just connected that day. And so then later on that night, like he took me out on the town. And so we went to this restaurant called El Muteo. Oh, called The Mute. And it was this family that there's some sort of genetic. Issue going on and so like all they were all mutes oh, wow. and so there were like three generations of these guys working at this restaurant and it was like some of the best food i ever had amazing and completely off the beaten path like everybody in there you know they can read lips but they can only read spanish oh my gosh wow. you know so like Whoa. tourists like it's like a big barrier and so i'm like trying to you know like i tried totally. and then my buddy you know it or like take took over and did everything and it was just, a, but That's it's just crazy. such a weird thing. It was one of those deals where they're cooking like right behind the counter, mm. you know. So you're seeing everything they're doing, yeah. But they're not saying anything, That's you know. It's just quiet, yeah. You know, and so it's so weird in the way that they would like get each other's attention, and yeah. they kind of like have their own language, you know. that is by no means like American sign language right. to begin with, but it's also True. just like so like ingrained in their family because. Everyone in their family is mute.
1: Wow! So, oh my gosh, incredible!
0: Yeah, if you ever go back, you should definitely that's check it cool. out. Just make sure that your Spanish is up to speed. Right? Oh my gosh, I have to make <laughs> sure I'm pronouncing
1: it right and have the right. Yeah, <laughs> oh I know, right? Make sure what? you got the yeah. Mouth my mind formed. Mind in the right way. Wow, yeah. that's so neat. I love Sevilla. I think one thing that's so cool and reminds me a lot of Minneapolis um, because I actually studied abroad for a semester in Sevilla, and then when mm-hmm. I went back, I went back there because I was like this place just feels so homey and comfortable. Yeah. And I think it was because it's familiar. Like, it doesn't take long to know those main drags and to know kind of, you know, the highlights of the city. Mm-hmm. But there's still some pockets that are surprises or that bring new elements and new feels to it every time you go back. Yeah, and I think that's something that I feel in Minneapolis, too. Like, while I, I know the oh, main areas, yeah. you know, I kind of got those big, you know, heartbeat streets down, there's still so many neat neighborhoods that I never really... Have discovered before, I can always kind of stumble on something new. Yeah. Um, So, whether, like, for me, I don't know Northeast Minneapolis very well at all. So, I feel like every time I go over there, while I know the main iconic locations, there's Mm -hmm. always some really cool spots to discover and things that are popping up. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of something that I feel like both Sevilla and Minneapolis have in common.
0: Yeah. You know? No, I definitely agree 100%. Like, I think it's always interesting, you know to see like all the different cranes, right? So they're yeah. like building big buildings and new right. things like that and high rises and things, but I think it is more of those like little neighborhoods that you yeah. just kind of stumble across and yeah, and I'm now so you said your dad lives here and your mom yeah. is in Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Yeah. So what were they like growing up? How oh did my gosh. that like who who do you who are you more? Like as you get older you become your parents. Yes.
1: We all definitely. Know this.
0: Definitely. So when you like catch yourself like oh my god, I just ordered Dinner like my dad, it's so annoying. Yeah, exactly. Of the wall, I know, know? right? Or
1: I'm like, oh my gosh, I just did this, and then my mom always does that. Yeah. Dang it! Yeah, I'd say. So I grew up with a sister who we're just one year apart, and then my mom and my dad, and my mom's sister and I just all look very similar, mm-hmm. um, and we all speak very similar, and we all have the same laugh, have all the same kind of mannerisms. So it's really freaky because it's like, (laughs) man, oh my gosh, we are so alike. So I'd say for that reason, I'm very much like my mom. Um, I also, I don't think my mom has any introvert in her whatsoever. She can talk to anyone, anywhere. Like we're always getting delayed because she's always talking to people (laughs) and making conversations and it's wonderful. But it's like sometimes, mom, okay, we got to get going, you know. But um, So I'd say I'm mostly like my mom in that way. Um, I I'm, I'm like my dad, I guess, and sometimes that I'm I feel like it can be really stubborn at times, mm, and okay. my dad can also be that same way. Um, so yeah, I'd say my mom and her like extrovertedness, and my dad and his stubbornness. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, he, my dad has a lot of wonderful talents. Dad, oh, yeah. listen to this at some point. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> You're great,
1: I'm sure I got a lot of those wonderful qualities. But I'm just get off the top of my head. I'm like, my dad's always been very persistent and like very stubborn and um, very sure of things. And so I think maybe I got a little bit of that. Okay. Yeah.
0: So so how do you feel like that has helped you in your life to get to where you are now?
1: Yeah. Um, I'd say with that stubbornness also comes a sense of confidence. Um, Mm. And I feel like that's maybe something that kind of like gets me going or, you know what I mean? I guess yeah. I don't know how to word this. We'll have to edit this part because I don't really know. <laughs> but um, I'd say just with my outgoingness comes a sense of self-awareness or confidence or that, like kind of knowing who I am a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I feel more excited to be out and about and talking to people because I'm not shy or not, you know, like questioning myself or things like that. Oh. But by the way, I also really want to be asking you a lot of these questions because I'm very curious. Can can you give me a snippet or is this... Is oh, this yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, good. I was 100%. like, supposed to be... Yeah. Okay. No, nope. This is yeah. a, just a one-way conversation. Good. Okay. I was making sure. Um, so, wait. So, tell me a little bit about your... Are you more like your mom? Are you more like your dad now that you bring this up? Or maybe siblings?
0: Oh, man. So, I have an older sister. Okay. And so, 18 months older. Got it. Something like that. 19. Whatever. Okay. Um, and so, we got along extremely well because I am very much like just kind of go with the flow yes, and everything. And she was just like, I'm making plans. And, yeah. you know, my parents are both public school teachers Got it. in St. Paul. So every summer, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of money, but we had all this time. Yeah. And so we would take like these road trips across the country every That's year, amazing. go out west and go to the national parks. Or my dad was a big Civil War guy. So we'd drive east and go to the Civil War battlefields and cool. family kind of all over. And visit them along the way, but so we take these trips and we go camping all the time. So and fun! My sister and I always wanted to stay in a hotel with a swimming pool.
1: <laughs> you're like <laughs> and so not it's a sleeping always, bag stuff. Well, you know, I
0: mean, we like that kind of stuff too. But it was just like it was such a treat, right? Yeah, you know, and so if exactly. it's like even like remotely looking like it was going to be nasty weather or something, my sister and I would kind of team up on my parents.
1: <laughs> yes, you like, know. Please pick the one with the pool. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and then the dumb thing, like, and then. I got to remember my dad is being so frustrated because, at least once, if not more than that, like we would get the hotel with the pool. and then we wouldn't use it. You know, <laughs> right, we just like, want to sit there and watch cable or you know, HBO or whatever they had that we did. You know, and yes. so it was just like, oh um, gosh, and he's like
1: you will swim in that
0: pool we yeah, chose. We are paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's but yeah, no, so I think I tend to take after my mom a little bit in kind of the way, you know, she was kind of the peacemaker in our family. My oh, sister yeah. and my dad are both very stubborn Got it. people. Um You know, and I just kind of, like I said, kind of go with the flow a little bit. But I also do find myself a lot more in my mannerisms following Uh my dad. You know, like I mentioned, just kind of the way I, like, order. And I just, like, again, caught myself, like, talking to a, um, or I'm saying about a lodge up in, um, near the Boundary Waters next weekend and so I was just calling the people up there Yeah, you know just kind of hey how's it going what's the weather like and you know what should I pack (laughs) and is the leaves turning in it's like and I know the answers to all of these questions Yeah, you know like I've been up there many many times this time of year you know I know what to pack I know what to bring I know you know that we're kind of hopefully you know it's kind of hit or miss but we should be pretty pretty good as far as like the leaf color thing goes Yeah, but it was just like it's fun to check in. Yeah, so, right? Hey. You know, just asking questions I know the answers to. Yeah. You know, and seeing what they're going to say, see if they're trustworthy <laughs> or not. Um, That's
1: amazing.
0: But yeah, so I definitely catch myself in those moments of like hanging on the phone and be like, oh man.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: I just remember sitting there and just being like so frustrated with my dad when he would yeah. do that oh gosh so funny
1: okay so you're going up north so the leaves are is this prime time what's time prime time for the it's
0: leaves? getting there right so the way i understand it i am not a tree scientist yeah by any stretch of the imagination sure uh, <laughs> an arborist i believe they're called if i'm not uh, but anyways <laughs> they um there's two kind of color pops up there because oh. there's um in the right around the boundary waters it's kind of like it's a mixing of the forest. Yeah. You know, so it's like deciduous. And again, I don't know these terms, but basically um, there's like an early one that's happening right now. And uh, there'll be like a later one, you know, three or four weeks from now yeah. when there'll be two big color Got pops it. up there. Cool. So yeah, that's what I found out last year when we went up uh-huh. around this time of year. Nice. So yeah, so it should be right in the sweet spot. Cool. So yeah. That's
1: awesome.
0: So very exciting.
1: Oh.
0: And then, yeah, but it's going to be cold.
1: So will it, will it be too cold to do water activities, like paddle?
0: No, I'll we'll be able to paddle for sure. I oh, just nice. shouldn't, hopefully don't fall in. Yeah, layer <laughs> up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <gasps> cool. No, I'm hoping for that, and then also just hoping for, like, some, like, I just hope there's, like, one day where it's just, like, super rainy and chilly oh. and cold, where it's just, like, just stay in and read. Yes, and like, it forces
1: you to stay inside. Yeah,
0: yeah, or just, like, bundle up on the porch you know, and just kind of get cozy. Yeah, You know, have some hot chocolate and maybe put a little rum in there <laughs> Love or a whiskey it. Yes. or whatever. And yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. Just so do that. classic
1: fall, like
0: yeah, That's absolutely. Awesome. This is by far my favorite season.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay,
0: what about you? Do you have a favorite season? Oh gosh,
1: I really like fall too. Okay, the summer's been wonderful, but it was kind of getting hot, so I'm looking forward to having it be fall. Yeah, got to get some time to. Pull out my sweaters, my fall gear, you know? Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: So fun. Cool. All right. So I've got one last question I'm ready. for you. Or no, two, two more questions. So first, um, who are some other folks that you think would be interesting for me to talk to? Oh my gosh. That I may gosh. not know.
1: That's a great question. Um, so there's this couple that I have known for many, many years now. Mm-hmm. Um, their names are Nick and Shannon Blake, and they are by far some of the nicest and most genuine people I know. And they, I have known them for a few years now because they started this company called getting It that uh, I yes. work with. Yep, yep. Um, and so what it is, it's just like a local events company, and they... Try to expose Minnesotans to all the really, really neat things that we have to offer locally. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it couldn't even be beyond the Twin Cities. We go a lot of times and do cool fall foliage tours up north. We do tours out to western Wisconsin. We kind of go all over the place. Um, But their big thing is just connecting people and showing them the awesome things that we have in Minnesota. Um, and exposing them to small businesses and to local breweries and wineries and just cool companies.
0: Awesome. Yes. It's amazing. It's so fun.
1: It's fantastic. Um, so their story is really neat and how they grew to love Minnesota and how they grew to come here to Minnesota. Shannon's not even from here. Um, and just the passion that they have for Minnesota between the two of them is like, yeah. oh, my gosh, it's awesome. So they would be some really cool people that I think that you would like to Connected, Sweet. and I can connect you with them. Yeah, that would be great. They're really fun.
0: Fantastic. I love yes. that. I am going to run out of friends eventually for me to interview. It might take a little while. <laughs> yes, yeah. But at some point. Right? Oh, my gosh, yes. That would be great.
1: Yeah, so they're really fun. I think you would really, really like them. Cool. I also have a really fun friend named Lauren Rutledge. Okay. Um, I'd love to connect you with her. She is just full of energy and sunshine, um, and she works in advertising, marketing, I can't remember which exact one, Um, but she's really neat, and she's a big family person, and very outgoing, and just has a really warm and caring aura about her, and I think that she would be really
0: cool for you to connect with. Fantastic. I'll connect you. That would be great. Yes. I would appreciate it. All right, and now... Last question. Did you listen to the interview from With Shelby before? <laughs> yeah. So do you know what I'm gonna ask you? Like a weird part? What is the weirdest thing that you do?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Well I'm sure I do one million weird things, but they just don't know I just don't know that they're uh-huh. weird. Oh my gosh. Okay, well I guess a weird fact is that I'm probably one of the only people that can ever say this, but I love reading emails that come out to you like newsletter emails or flash sales (laughs) or all of that stuff I love reading those I'm a sucker for those like those people that they're like yeah we had a 10% click open rate on these I'm one of those I'm making that 10% I love them anytime there's like oh my gosh great to know Target is having a sale on shower curtains who knows who might need that information next week (laughs)
0: So you do it to I help facilitate all. communication and help all. other people's lives.
1: Yes, or just because I'm a weirdo and I have too much time on my hands. But I love reading them. Okay. I'm always like, cool. Oh wow, look at look at what they're doing. Oh my gosh, cool. Look at this newsletter. Oh my gosh, I need to read this. Weird, I know. And I but honestly, it's not like
0: for research. Like, no, that someday you so are going to be put together the most perfect newsletter of all yeah. time.
1: yes Yes. or like why do we need to know that so and so store is having a flash sale today I don't know but I read the whole email about it I could tell you what they're selling I don't know (laughs) I just love it maybe it's because I empathize or like sympathize and understand that like they want people to read this so I'm like I'll read it for them I'll help them out I'll take advantage you know like I'll do it I don't know I love reading that Um, I'm trying to think of like what other things are really weird again I'm sure I have one million um I usually, whenever I go grocery shopping, I tend to go down every aisle, whether I need something in that aisle or oh, not. okay. Just to look. It's so fun. Interesting. And yeah. I'd say friends that go grocery shopping with me are probably like, okay, wrap it up. We yeah. don't need to go down all these aisles. But I just love to look. It's like, great, <laughs> it's fun to me to see like what new products are out or like. Oh, cool. Maybe I do need this. And I totally forgot about that. But yeah, grocery shopping is like a long process for me.
0: Does it feel weird to you? I always have this weird feeling when I'm in the cleaning supplies section that that stuff is like infecting my food in some way. (laughs) And that I really don't want to put it in the same basket or the same cart as like the rest of my food. So I always get really weird outside of the fact that it's always overpriced when you're buying it at a grocery store. Isn't it,
1: though? Yeah. Maybe you should open up those newsletters they send you and let you know what's on sale, Well, there you (laughs) go. I'm just kidding, but I know what you mean.
0: But yeah, no, I don't know. I just always get weird. So I always avoid that aisle as much as possible, unless I really need to be in that aisle. Like, I literally just feel like... Wow. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Chemicals or whatever are getting in my, you know, hamburger or whatever. So...
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, we can never go together because it takes me a really long time to grocery shop. I don't want to be rushed.
0: Yeah. Well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Okay. Tell me a fun fact about you.
0: Oh, man. So many. So many weird things. Um, So I think probably one of my more interesting things is that uh, back in college, I learned how to read palms. Wow. It's like a little party trick. Yeah. So, me and uh, this woman, Dawn, were hanging out at the college house I was living in. We're just sitting on the patio, porch, whatever, one afternoon. It's college, so I don't remember why we weren't working for some reason. Like, I don't even honestly remember if that's why I was a cook at the bar or if I was a lifeguard at the rec center, which job I even had at the time. But some random afternoon, and we didn't have any money at all. But we started talking about doing like going to a fortune teller, right? And so this is the mid nineties, probably like nine, somewhere 96 or 97 at the latest. Yeah. And so no internet, no anything, but I knew there was this fortune teller over here on Hennepin Avenue. Yes. You know, you drive by it. It's just been, that big house. It's right there. And I was like, well, she knew how to take the bus to get to this neighborhood. I knew where that spot was kind of, and we just took the bus from the U over here to yeah. go there. And so then we walked in and we like got all of our money together, right? <laughs> and I think yes. we probably had like 15, you No, know, we had to bring in like 18, 20 bucks that we could spend on this thing. Yeah. And in my mind's like, yeah, get your palm read or totally. your fortune told for 10 bucks a piece, right? You Precious. know, that's going to be totally reasonable. And then we go in there and, you know, it's like $35. You know, oh, nice. for any, you know, just the lowest price for anything, right? Shoot. And so, you know, and we're just like, well, we've got like $23 and some change <laughs> or whatever. And, you know, they're just, you know, the person, the woman there wasn't, you know, it's was like, sorry, can't really help you I or whatever. Know. And so I was like, all right. So we got on the bus and headed back and we went to Magus Books yes. in Diggytown and bought a book on palm reading ah. and just sat around, you know, all the rest of the day and like, Read that book and learned, you know, how to do it and everything. So there's like three or four little things that I still kind of remember from doing it outside of the, you know, kind of, you got to make it 80% positive and 20% negative. Otherwise, people, there's like a ratio. Otherwise, you know, if it's all good, people are not going to believe you. You know, you need a little something, but it's got to be just a little bit light. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to have to
1: do a little research now. I'm curious about like the big lines. Yeah.
0: So it's your head, heart, and life wow. line. Wow. And yeah. Oh and my so, gosh. And the, supposedly, again, if I remember how this works right, whichever hand is your dominant hand okay. is the hand that you've kind of, that's what you've made of yourself. Oh, god. Right? And okay. your non-dominant hand is kind of what's. You know, yeah. you had the potential to be or something like that. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, according to this book, and <laughs> I've never researched it any farther because I, I, I just want to keep believing this. <laughs>
1: yes. Right? Yes.
0: That the lines on your palms, they form before you can actually have the muscle capacity to make a fist. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, my God! like your
0: fingerprints and the lines on your hand supposedly are there in the womb when you're a fetus before you can open and close your fist. Wow. So supposedly that, you know.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Doug, who knew?
0: Uh, the, not me. Yeah. That's, not you. I, I, know. I mean, I've known for about 20 years now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. You're yeah. going to have to have one episode of the podcast just walking us through the Just lines. teaching. Yeah,
0: right. Just doing, you know, what would be the best is if I just did it like what I kind of remember. <laughs> Not like going, you know. Like, let's just get a couple cocktails and Doug, yeah, and see what I can remember or not. Or I'll just just BS my way through it. Tell me my future. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Little side pod. Yes. (laughs) The bonus content (laughs) if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts is you get to hear Doug read other people's poems (laughs) (laughs) and make up shit about them. Have you ever
1: done those cards? What are those cards?
0: The tarot cards. Yeah. I've never done it before. No.
1: I haven't either. So it could
0: be a thing. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Wow. Oh, no. I think we might be on to something <laughs> here. All right. Well, again, cool. Amy, thank yes. you so much for joining me today. So fun. This has been the Minneapolis Hustle, episode number two. Wow. Coming at you from the east and the west, the north and the south. Love it. All right. Well, it's been a great day. Thank you again so much. Thanks, and Doug. Yeah. I'll talk to everybody soon. Cool. Hey, this is Doug Nemelov. Thank you for listening to The Minneapolis Hustle. This has been a great conversation today and just want to thank you for joining me. Uh, Please, if you get a chance, follow us on Twitter at the underscore Minneapolis, uh, Facebook and Instagram at The Minneapolis Hustle, and on the web at theminneapolishustle.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.